Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> welcome back to the Imperfect Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Ah, oh, Steven, what's up, man? How have you been? Oh, I've just been fantastic, Akko. It has been a little too long. Oh. Come on. I feel like you keep saying that. When I say a little too long, it's like when someone holds up like their fingers together, but they really mean like a mile. Mm. <laughs> it's... It's been far too long since uh, we've done this. It has been, but nevertheless, we are here and we're alive and we're excited for this conversation we have opened up today. So we actually have a really, really amazing guest that we have in store for us. So without further ado, Justin, you want to introduce yourself? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> it has been way too long because we were supposed to do this a while ago, but I am so glad to be here and amazing may be a strong word, but I will definitely use it for these two here. Um, these two guys I've known for a little while better than i expected and i i'm oh. really excited for this conversation <laughs> what's the conversation we're gonna be having so excited it's been a while since we talked about it last but the topic of the conversation really is what does faith mean what does it mean to have faith and more specifically evidence-based faith mm. okay. which i would argue is really what jesus preached all throughout his three years of ministry mm. and what the disciples took afterwards as well okay yeah. Ah, that sounds interesting. Sorry, Stephen, but I, I kind of just want to take a, a quick pause and like kind of rewind and go back because mm-hmm. this is such a really like heavy and 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 meaty topic that we're going to talk about today. So with that mm-hmm. with that with that being said, I kind of want to give the audience some respect and have you introduce yourself, Justin, and kind of explain. Okay, you know why why is this topic important to you? You know what's your background and how. You know, have you come to know the Lord and mm-hmm. kind of what you bring to this conversation and why, you know, some of the audience should be listening today? Yeah, absolutely. So I got to experience God. I came to Christ when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. This would have been December 10th of 98, which is... 98? 98. You were six? I was six. Bro, I wasn't even I was a year old. I was zero years old. What the heck? And so that walk, like I grew up in church, and I absolutely love my church, Antioch Bible Baptist, over in Gladstone, mm-hmm. um, and I was quite blessed that my, my family made sure and made it a priority, mostly my mom. Mm-hmm. And throughout that church, I had a lot of inspiring leaders uh, who really preached the word mm-hmm. and such. And even through my senior year, they made it a point to explain like really how we can know who, who God is, mm-hmm. but they didn't really go into apologetics so much, but we did study creation as is what certain parts might mean as far as the kinds the ark the ice age dinosaurs Mm -hmm. the flood a lot of those details that sometimes we dismiss or set back of a secondary or tertiary issue and you know it's not exactly foundational we can have whatever belief we want about it the main thing is christ which is true Mm -hmm. to a degree and i say to a degree because how we view genesis and other parts really reflects how we view God. Mm. And that didn't come together for me till I was in college. I went to Missouri University of Science and Technology for a double major in mechanical and aerospace engineering, which is a fancy way of saying I went to the Missouri Engineering School for rocket science, <laughs> which is hilarious when people say it's not rocket science because I get to think, I get to laugh at myself. <laughs> but a lot of it was, like, I really got involved in worship, in FCC, EF, BSU, a few other organizations, and our minister, or one of our missionaries at the Baptist Student Union. Hmm. Words are hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Acronyms um, are hard too. Acronyms have, are very I, hard. I might have you explain them here. Absolutely. 
actually brought back a DVD series called Unlocking the Mysteries of Genesis. Mm. And so it was a 12-part series, 20-minute videos, all put on by the Institute Creation Research, which was really like a step-by-step explanation of what we can scientifically explain and analyze and understand about how God created the universe and creation. Mm. Uh, And it was a really insightful area. Uh, I went through... I led a few guys through a study of it. Afterwards, I actually took it with me. And I led another Bible study group through it as well. Mm -hmm. And just prior to doing so, I wanted a lot of that background information that Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had. Plate tectonics, some of the dinosaurs, kinds, what the families were like, Mm -hmm. how everything could fit on the ark, some of these other things. And it really appealed to me because of my degree. I did have to understand some of the assumptions that go into scientific analysis about, or experimental analysis of, say, you have a set of boundary conditions, you have an, a model in which to explain what the results should be, you mm-hmm. start bop, bop, or top to bottom, mm. and you run with it. And in some of the, specifically, like, origin of life stuff with, create, or with evolutionary models, there are a lot of assumptions. Mm. And having that background... I looked at those and said, I can't believe this until I know more about it. Like, it became a, it became something I felt I could sit against and really talk about with other people who just don't know that background information. Mm -hmm. Like, scientists say this, they're the experts, I should default to what that position is, Mm -hmm. which generally is the safe option. Exactly. Um, And Um, having doing that, I dove into apologetics mm-hmm. and really the, the deep parts of it and watched way too many things. Can you give me a, <laughs> can you give me a quick definition of apologetics? That's Absolutely. funny because that's literally what, that was my first question for the audience. I was like, yeah. Justin, you gotta, you, we got to break this down. Like, what so, is apologetics? Yeah, absolutely. So apologetics is the fancy way of, it, it comes from the root word apologia, which is really like to explain what you believe or what is your defense mm-hmm. when you give something, which is really what was meant in 1 Peter 3.15. Be able to give a defense for the faith that you hold. Mm-hmm. It was also what I would say is what Jesus meant in John 3.12. Mm-hmm. If you do not understand earthly things, how would you understand heavenly things? Just mm-hmm. another basis of why being able to explain and have a, a rooted foundation in what we believe is a way for us to reach people who need that earthly understanding before they could ever possibly be open to a heavenly understanding or a spiritual understanding that's awesome mm-hmm. so steven can i can i safely say that we are having a conversation today we're blessed to have a conversation yes. today with a rocket scientist yes that also happens to be a christian yes we are <laughs> so. extraordinarily blessed man when you said engineering i was like man my head went up into the clouds and i was like i definitely can't reach space that's why i'm not that's why i don't have that degree <laughs> Space is scary. Don't go there. I, rec- I don't scary. recommend it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wait, have you been? No. <laughs> Dude, I'm afraid of heights. That's the best part about this. Well, wouldn't I'm like, you not know up from down in space? So as soon as you leave, and this is a side tangent, but as soon as you leave like a gravitational field, essentially you don't have an up and down. You have to revert to a different type of coordinate system. Yeah. So hmm. on Earth, you have an XYZ or you have a the one Cartesian coordinate system, XYZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to go left, right, up, down. Yeah. Like yeah. uh, right. Yeah. When you actually, when they launch a rocket, which is one of the hardest things, because you have specific windows where you can launch, 
which is why it's so infrequent. And half of it's cloud cover, because when a rocket takes up, it takes off straight from what we see, mm-hmm. and very quickly it, it goes almost parallel yes, with the yeah. with the Earth surface, mm-hmm. or tangential is what I should say, to reach uh, eventually orbit. its its orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that, it's extremely low visibility on average by atmospheric conditions. And then there's also a lot of their worry tends to be satellite orbits, hmm. primarily geostationary and along the equator. And then you have varying low Earth and high Earth orbits, which I think is like Lagrange 3 and 4. Lagrange. Which are just points you between sure, like Earth, sure Moon, and something else. You sure that's not like a French makeup company? <laughs> <laughs> so, ironically. <laughs> Yeah, you got that Lagrange off? <laughs> Dude, I love that car. Yeah, that's that's definitely seven. <laughs> that's funny. Which is just fancy ways of saying, like, we have to get a rocket into space. We can only do it at this time. Yes. Otherwise, it's wrong. Don't hit the metal flying in space. Mm. Great. And we have to go this high. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Man. That's a lot, man. You all what an introduction. I did not think about at all. Oh, my wow. goodness. Oh, man. I'm glad to have you, man. And I'm excited yes. for this conversation. And um, I get to talk about this often. So, yeah, you're more than welcome. Ask whatever you'd like, and I'll try to dig out whatever I remember. Well, before we actually dive into it, the thing I want to ask the audience is, are you actually flying away from the Earth, or are you just falling into eternity, or like into space? Forever? Yes. The answer is yes. So... Hmm. Actually, in, in oh, no, orbit, here we go. You actually have an answer. No, in orbit, you are falling. So, okay, the moon. Yeah, we're just gonna say the moon. It's <clears throat> roughly stationary orbit, okay. at, at least the distance. Now, technically, and this is the same thing with the ball. If you were ball on a string and you twirl it, mm-hmm. if you do it vertically, especially at the top, it is attempting to fall down. So, if you hold the string, string is up, ball's at the top. It's going in this vertical circle. Yeah, it is attempting to fall down because of gravity. But the velocity that it carries, its momentum is tangential because of the force in the string pulling it tight. Okay. So you get a string cent- centrifugal force. Centrifugal. Where centripetal it's force. Centripetal. Oh, fourth. Fourth. <laughs> or both. But the fourth be you would do. So technically, yes, it's falling, but it's also moving forward. Mm. So the point that it hits is you can do it in a square of one forward and one down. Mm. And then continuously, as it attempts to make this, as it makes a circle. Mm. I see. Goodness gracious. Random stuff. It's all so much. See? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I didn't go to go to that, <laughs> that side of mathematics. I would have been so confused. It's not important. <laughs> Half of it's not important. <laughs> Half the audience are like, <laughs> what? Like, what are we really talking out? about faith? <laughs> no, it's fun. It's good, man. And... <clears throat> Justin, like, first and foremost, I've known you for the better part of over a year, and I I remember even our earliest conversations, it was always embedded on not just curiosity and wisdom when it comes to just science and mathematics and all these different things, but also how all that stuff bleeds into the Bible, and honestly how the Bible inspires all these different things, you know, Mm -hmm. like science and the Bible are not two different entities, and that's actually part of the conversation we're going to kind of attempt to have today so that being said i'm curious steven and 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 justin as we go into our conversations man like where do you want to start i think you were kind of hinting at it when you were giving us the intro mm-hmm. 
but how do you want to kind of carry this conversation as we go we go on today and kind of interpret just our understanding the belief mm-hmm. the faith that we we have or even the faith that other people may have and all that stuff being said yeah so i guess my first question or statement prompt might be mm. when we think of faith what does the word mean mm. And then secondly, how does that relate to belief? And how does that relate to trust? Mm. And I ask this because oftentimes Jesus asks, you know, who do you say that I am? What Mm. do you believe I am? Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in our daily lives, we have a worldview or a faith-based system and how we approach everything. Mm. Now, as a famous psychologist has once said, what does it mean to believe? Is it the words that you say or the actions? Mm. Which he followed with, obviously, if your actions match your words, you are a fully integrated person. Mm. I can trust that what you say is what you will do. Because we've often heard the saying, do what I say, not what I do. Mm. Especially parents to kids, like, I know better, but I'm not doing that. Listen to to the words that I have for you, mm-hmm. which is an incongruency. It's a <clears throat> It's not a true belief in the or a faith or a trust in the idea that you have And we do this all the time and Sometimes it becomes quote-unquote a blind faith, which is mm-hmm. what Jesus very often argued against mm-hmm. uh, Paul says the same thing like if we if we find Jesus body if he mm-hmm. did not rise. Mm-hmm. Our faith is worthless. Okay, so let, let's kind of let's kind of take a, a mini step back yep. and kind of start. Let's go with you know, So like, okay, so you mentioned what is faith and what does it mean to believe. Mm-hmm. So Stephen, I, I want to <clears throat> start with you and see, you know, your definition and maybe take a couple of things from your definition to make my definition. But <laughs> what, what would you say, or how would you respond to those questions that Justin is implying? Like, what does it mean to have faith, or what is faith? And then also, what is, you know, believing or the idea of believing? And do, do those two things have anything to do with each other yeah. or nothing to do with each other? Oh, for sure. Man, this is going to be super hard to explain. Because <laughs> That's why I'm starting with you. <laughs> yes, really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, when you first introduced, like, this thought of, like, comparing the three, like, in my head, I'm grouping belief and faith together a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But if I'm thinking, like in a layman's or even just like people if I went to someone like on the street mm-hmm. like I think most of the time belief is like you could almost say like common sense things or general trends that people just like kind of understand and then a lot of times people will put faith usually in a religious context mm. I think that's at least in America that's the way it gets used the most mm-hmm. I don't usually hear a lot of people say like I have faith in you most people just say like I trust you you know but faith seems to be faith seems to be one of the words that yeah just is thrown around in a lot of religious contexts and so and then so I would say like a lot of what faith and belief is, at least in the way it's used, is more of your understanding of the ability. Well, see, I'm talking about an individual. <laughs> Gosh dang it. This is so hard. But at least for me, like if I say I have faith in God, I you what, know. What I, do you mean when you say that? 
Yeah. Like to you, what is, what is like faith? if I say like the difference for me between like oh if I like if I have a belief in God, mm-hmm. I would say hey, I have an understanding of like, at least I think mm-hmm. understanding of who he is and and some of his characteristics, or at least I think I know his characteristics, mm-hmm. right? And then let's say like I say like. I have faith in God. I mean, you could go two ways with that. Be like, hey, I have faith in what he's actually done throughout history. Mm-hmm. Right? There's that side of things in terms of like, at least in the Bible, we read in like the Old Testament. It's like, hey, I have faith that he actually did that. And I can be like, hey, that's one side of it because there's some pretty strong evidence of mm-hmm. like, you know, what he's done for, for people throughout history. Right? Mm-hmm. There's the other side of things of where when Jesus comes along and says like, "Hey, there's there's this way like to heaven. You got like trust in my words, mm. right?" And so there's the other side of faith is like, "Will you have faith in the words that someone says to you and bank like your life on this?" Mm. So, and that's that's where it kind of starts to tie into trust. Is trust in my head is whatever your understanding of someone else's ability to affect you or what they say they're going to do for you or lack thereof mm-hmm. you're saying i believe this will be the outcome okay right so i see, I see. <clears throat> like if someone's like not a very good like because you you everyone trusts everyone trusts everybody right and i'm going to explain that as i could say i like if someone is a habitual like a shoplifter, mm. I can say I trust them to constantly steal. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Okay. Right. So there's a there's a tra- there's a trust factor that everyone places on someone and that could differentiate yeah. within that specific individual, but the idea of that trust is always gonna be there for everyone. Yeah, because okay. your 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 trust is built upon at least in my opinion, your trust or whatever you're trusting is a repeatability of something occurring or a characteristic being displayed. Would you say then it's like a response? Trust? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So the example I I try to give of trust is like, okay, like, okay, so this is the example I give a lot of times is the chair that I'm sitting on, Mm -hmm. my understanding of it right now is it's something like, you're supposed to sit on and it can prop me up. It keeps me off the floor. Mm. I'm also supposed to like sometimes eat at dinner and I sit on a chair. Mm. That's my belief. Mm. And I'm trusting it won't break mm-hmm. when I sit down on it. So okay. because of the chair's ability to hold me off the ground and my desire not to be on the ground, I'm going to trust it to not break. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wow, I, I didn't think you were going to go there already, but it's it's good. No, it, it definitely causes someone or allows someone, and I hope the audience is, is feeling the same way I am, to just think and ponder on some of the words that you're saying. And I think for me, before I get too much into the weeds, I, w- I want to define it honestly very simply. For me, faith and trust, excuse me, faith and belief, before I touch on trust, faith define trust just as much as Oh my goodness, I keep saying trust. Faith defines belief just as much as belief defines faith. Mm. And what, what I mean by that is to have faith in something, right, is to have a complete trust or a complete belief that that's, that thing that you're putting your faith on is true. 
To believe in something is to have faith that that thing or that circumstance or whatever that situation or that, or that person is true. Belief mm-hmm. and truth, I think, is, is, is well, belongs in the same playground. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to find something to be true in order for you to believe in it, right? And I think your, your, Dancing your, 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 mm-hmm. your, your examples imply that. You know, mm-hmm. the shoplifter, if you trust that the shoplifter has a record, mm-hmm. you know, that <clears throat> they've been shoplifting, you know, like six, seven times in, in their record, then you will believe that they're probably going to do it again, right? Mm-hmm. Or in your chair example, if your chair, you know, you know ever since you sat, sat in your first chair that this is what you do on a chair and you've built that trust, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to go in sitting on that chair the next time with full belief that it's going to support you. Yeah. And so, oftentimes, you don't but, even have a self-awareness mm-hmm. that it's you're like putting your trust or faith into it. It's mm-hmm. all subconscious because... Mm-hmm. We can't process everything. Yeah. We have a few different levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. We just so, talked about that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, we absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was actually talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And the forefront or the, the one that often comes to mind is not something that is... It's not what usually comes as far as something that is repeated. Mm. Your belief foundation, the newer ones that you don't know don't feel to know or truly believe mm. are ones you're most cautious about the ones you're most aware of sitting on the chair mm-hmm. that you've had for a year that you've done a hundred thousand times mm-hmm. is not something you're going to think about ever yeah. yeah and this oftentimes is because you put trust in it and mm-hmm. maybe trust in the people around you mm-hmm. to not pull a prank and like loosen yeah. all the legs yeah Okay, so with that, and sorry if like... That's I'm, a good I'm, idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> we should all the <laughs> with that, it begs me to kind of have like a mini question of mm-hmm. what comes first. Does your belief comes, come first or does your faith comes first? Like, well, how, would you, how would you respond to that? So, or is it like something... I, is I, it irrelevant to even ask no, that? I think it's completely relevant. And I don't think it's asked often enough. Mm. Uh, but I might say something slightly differently. We have uh, your two definitions. I don't know exactly where mine lies Mm. as far as faith faith versus trust and belief versus even knowledge. Because as you said, oftentimes we hold beliefs as being true. Mm -hmm. Now, we may not know everything about it. For example, I know very little, in all honesty, about rocket trajectories at this point because Mm -hmm. I've forgotten a lot. I know you can only have a two-stage rocket, and that's the most efficient that it will ever be Mm -hmm. by mathematics. Now... I am trusting in the equations that I use. I am trusting in the knowledge handed mm-hmm. down to me, or I'm having faith in the professor to be fully knowledgeable mm. and have fact-checked his presentation such that I should accept it as truth. I will say on that, that opens up another kind of can of worms. Like we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go there today. But to just kind of give the audience where my mind is going is. You mentioned like you trust that a professor is giving you valid and tangible information that is truthful. Well, I can't say that's a hundred percent. You know the reality of the universities and and the school systems that you know are in our day and age mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three. You know, I, I'm, I'm, like I I I open the news or open social media or open YouTube and I don't even spend five minutes and I see a case of 
just what's happening in education right now with mm-hmm. the whole ideology of gender and misconceptions about gender and all these different things. So I think that's a can of worms that I, I don't want to leave open too long. We're going to revisit that right. maybe at a later episode. But that also kind of kind of goes in alignment of a friend unscrewing the hinges mm-hmm. of, of a chair when you mm-hmm. believed that this chair has supported you hundreds and thousands of times before, but now you don't know how that's going to come mm-hmm. into play because in the back of your mind, you're not thinking about it, but in the front of your mind, you're like, oh, what if this could happen? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> And I think... And when you do that, you but, judge, like, what's the likelihood? Mm-hmm. You have the initial thought of, oh, what if this happens? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a... I have something important to do tomorrow. What if my car doesn't start? Mm. Half the time you dismiss that rather quickly. I haven't had an issue with it for weeks. Or you just had an issue with it yesterday. Mm -hmm. That becomes a very different analysis of how much faith should I put in this? How much trust Mm -hmm. should I put Mm -hmm. in my car that the battery will turn over in the morning? Do I need to make arrangements before the morning Mm. in case? Yeah. Steven, I'm I'm going to side it over to you with this question. Oh, boy. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the grave, you'll be saved. This is Romans chapter 10, verse 9, right? So confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that kind of assumes that you have faith to confess that Jesus is Lord. And then believing in your heart that God raised him from the grave. Saving faith. Exactly. And and for you guys that maybe are wondering why I mentioned that verse, that's actually the gospel verse. That's the verse to turn you from death to life, to reunite you into the, the kingdom of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's how we have access to the Lord, right? Yeah. So the reason why I bring that, that verse up, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, confessing usually gives the assumption of you have faith in something, therefore you are communicating to it out loud that, hey, I was wrong, and this thing that I'm confessing to is actually right. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and then believe with your with your heart that God raised him from the grave. So I guess it goes back to the question I asked Justin, like, does faith come before belief, or does belief come before faith, or are they two completely different things, or are they the same thing? Oh <laughs> what do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is so frustrating. <laughs> okay. Does belief become before faith? I'm just going to run like in biblical context. Mm. <laughs> um, I think that's all I can do right now because I'm not a very smart. <laughs> My brain is already melting <laughs> in this conversation. This is the way I'll, I'll roll with it today. Mm. And maybe tomorrow I'll just be totally wrong. But I would say the belief becomes before faith, at least in context of that question mm-hmm. and that verse that you just gave me mm-hmm. so in terms of Romans 10 9 it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that you know God raised him from the dead mm-hmm. that very first section is obviously it does say believe right in the second part of it mm-hmm. but there is we've talked about belief having like knowledge of of truth well, in order to confess anything, you're supposed to be telling the truth, right? Like if, which the context I'm thinking, like going to like a confessional, like in Catholic faith, you're supposed to tell the whole truth. Mm. And so basically what the verse is saying is you have to say that it is true. Mm-hmm. 
And what are you saying that is true? The belief that Jesus is Lord, right? That's that's your belief, right? I know the word, the second half it says believe that God raised him from the dead, but in a lot of ways, and I think this is where it's difficult is mm-hmm. belief is oftentimes used in ways of like, oh, based on my knowledge mm-hmm. and what I can see and you know visualize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but faith in like one of the definitions, at least obviously I didn't say it before, is your commitment to something, even though it's unseen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that context, at least with within your your question in the verse, I would say belief comes before faith. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm trying to fully understand where you're coming from because I think my my road is blocking because I would say faith comes with your and then your belief comes because like you just said in that definition and it's funny because I pulled up the website dictionary and or I guess this is Oxford dictionary so I don't know if there's any too much (laughs) of a difference there but it says faith the first definition is complete trust or confidence in someone or something Mm -hmm. and I think you just added that Sometimes that someone or something might not have already happened or might not have happened yet. That's why you have faith. Mm-hmm. And I think we can find scripture that says, man, like, blessed is the person that has faith in the things that are not yet seen. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is, OK, so if faith can sometimes involve some things that are not seen and then in on the other side of that coin, the the term belief means accepting that a statement or something is true mm-hmm. that's something that that means that something mm-hmm. is existing okay. and something is real okay so i would say then you have a belief because mm-hmm. you know look at look think of for example like if somebody comes to you and let's say i stole i stole at walmart yesterday right mm-hmm. and justin came and said oh my goodness like i go stole candy at walmart yesterday and i tell you hey like i actually didn't you wouldn't believe me or you, you might believe me but mm-hmm. up until you, you you see that actually yesterday i didn't steal anything and he was just making up something mm-hmm. then you would believe me because you would find evidence that the thing that i said is true versus mm-hmm. the thing that he said was a lie right mm-hmm. it would be once you find that I'm actually tr- like truthful, mm-hmm. then you would believe in me, right? And then your response would be like, "Oh, Akko, I believe you," right? <laughs> and that's usually how we use that term commonly. Yeah. So I guess with that, I'm I'm kind of I'm gonna push it to you, I guess, because <laughs> I know you're excited to respond. Absolutely. And the audience too, I want you guys to you know respond. Obviously, listening to this, either talk to each other or put in the comments or just call somebody and ask them about it. But I I would I don't know I, I just think that you know you have faith in something because faith that something or someone could be real or mm-hmm. it could exist or cannot exist yet and then once you have that faith then you can have belief once it becomes real and that's why it says confess with your mouth have faith that Jesus is Lord and then believe in your heart because you saw God raising from the dead mm-hmm. but I don't know back to you <laughs> back to you Justin so I wouldn't say faith in my version no no, no it doesn't it doesn't that's okay, why I said I, I, I didn't saying. say that okay. uh, confess Again, I confess, see yeah, right. I don't want to oh, yeah, say okay. that it says faith. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just assuming. It's an assumption. Oh, okay. And I love that train of thought, and, and I agree with that, that last bit as well, because I think oftentimes, especially in the English, the faith, belief, 
and trust are often synonymous. Mm. Oh, for sure. We use it interchangeably. For mm-hmm. example, you know, I believe Akko, or I, be- I believe what he's saying, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I trust him. Mm-hmm. There is There can be like this conflation of two competing ideas, yeah. and I don't know until I have evidence for one or the other. Or, or you could say, like, I have faith, like, Going into a into a into a soccer game or into a game, mm-hmm. I could say like my mom could say, "Oh, I could I have faith in you, knowing darn well that I'm gonna go into that game and get whooped ten to zero. Mm-hmm. You know, like but she's just lying. Though. That's not a really great <laughs> like, example. So, yeah, yeah, I know what you're that's, saying. That's like what people said, but she, maybe she's saying it in a, in a something that hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. right? But, I think yeah, ahead. I think faith because it has yeah. a it has a religious context or mm-hmm. be, because oftentimes it is of something that hasn't happened yet. Faith mm-hmm. is often of as said, something not yet seen mm-hmm. it is usually in the future. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have faith something will happen. Which in that context to me feels like I believe it and I'm trusting in that mm-hmm. because of who it is or what it is. Mm-hmm. I have trust or some reassurance. And what I want to touch on is along this line, I, I think it becomes more tangible when we go to evidence of faith trust, beliefs, etc. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like what those foundations are. Because if you know what the foundation is, you should know what the result is. And mm-hmm. then vice versa. I like that. So I would ask, we're all Christians. Mm-hmm. We've been in the faith. We understand it. I'm curious what you guys believe the atheistic definition of faith often <laughs> is. Oh no. <laughs> That's kind of where I was hinting to when I was asking you guys because I knew that all our answers would have been well, our bias because we have a faith mm-hmm. in, in yes. an ultimate being. We mm-hmm. have faith in God. So ultimately, when we're defining it, we're going to define it because of the source of what we believe yeah. in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to you, Steven. Akko <laughs> knows. He knows. I, when you said this earlier, I was like, honestly, I don't know. Because I've never just gone up. Yeah. Like no, like, no one's just going around like, oh, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. And then me going up and asking, like, all right, what's the definition of faith? Like, <laughs> I didn't do that. So I went to the, the very reliable source, Reddit. <laughs> what source? <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> That's the place. <laughs> Find everything there. <laughs> is that how you explain? Back, is, no, that no, how, is that how you explain rocket science to us? Is sometimes, yeah, actually. Actually, I have a confession. Back in the day. <laughs> When I was in high school and like beginning of college to watch my soccer games, I would find streams on Reddit. <laughs> I have subscriptions now and I can watch my soccer games in peace and pay the subscription for it, but I, yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I used to. It's okay. I still use my, my sister's okay. I still use my sister's Netflix account. <laughs> but here, these are some of the things I did see and there's a lot of them I didn't add. And once I read them, I was like, okay, these actually do make sense. Like, this is actually what I've heard people say before. I just haven't heard it in a long time. A non-justification used to justify everything in relation to what does faith mean? (laughs) From an atheist perspective. From an atheist perspective. Okay, okay. They said a non-justification used to justify everything. Hmm. They said it was wishful thinking. Hmm. They said it was... Belief in something without evidence or proper evidence. And the last one was glorification of willful ignorance. Hmm. That third, I think third one. I can read it again. The faith without evidence Hmm. is the one I've actually heard the most between 
debates between Christians and atheists when mm-hmm. attempting to define terms. So is it, is it like right for me to assume that <clears throat> from an atheist perspective, faith is not a, a, a good, or not a good word, but it's not like a positive word. Yeah, it doesn't have anything tangible because there's no evidence behind it from their perspective. Gotcha. So it's all, almost like a mockery of a word. It is. Okay. Instead of our perspective of the terms being essentially synonymous, mm-hmm. they have it as completely different categories. And really, faith is just a religious concept for the mm-hmm. reason they believe in something, a higher power outside of themselves. You said it. Wishful thinking. Exactly. Yeah, wishful, wishful thinking. thinking. And mm. I, I do actually want to jump in on this because, at least for me, I'm no rocket scientist, but I did study it. Like, I was in, I am in the science world. Like, I am part of, like, biology, chemistry, all of these things. And a lot of times when I heard conversations about Christianity doesn't have evidence, it was always, they always brought it back to the time when, like, okay, when people just didn't have the knowledge of how the world worked on a chemical level mm-hmm. or a biological level, they would make up things to like, you know, try to explain things. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it was wrong, very true. And so there's a lot of backlash on people that people today hold on people in history. Mm-hmm. Where they say like, well, they're just dumb, they just made up stuff, but we've made so many advancements in our knowledge due to the scientific method, mm-hmm. right? Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely correct. So this is, this is where I get a little frustrated, or frustrated and confused mm-hmm. because even though the scientific method and you like start off with a hypothesis and there's, it has to be repeatable mm. and, and then you get a result. And we know it to be true, which in certain, there's in a lot of cases where, you know, we have that, like, and I'm not going to go too deep into the weeds, but mm-hmm. in organic chemistry, we understand certain mechanisms of reactions because we've created conditions to where we can set up, control it and know it to be true. Same thing with like proofs in math. Exactly. You do the same thing mm-hmm. where I get frustrated or not necessarily in agreement is I, there's not a lot of strong evidence for why, like, sometimes even the body does the things that it does. So why do we have, like, our own individual thoughts, like, in terms of psychology? Mm-hmm. Can we, are we even, if, if we can repeat it, how do you repeat spontaneous, like, thought of realization of self? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? I mean, right now I'm learning about... This is really fun for the audience. I'm learning about like human reproduction right now. So I've gone through male and female anatomy. Super fun to look at different pictures. No, it's not. But there's a part of like the fertilization process where there's a time where it's a single cell is where the sperm is inside the egg. Mm-hmm. Giving a science lesson really quick. And what ends up happening, you have a cell that's basically like a stem cell and it can become anything. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's literally, you know, what we know to be true is stem cells can actually do anything. That's actually, we use it a lot in research. So my question is like, if it can do anything, how does the body know to turn it into a baby? Mm-hmm. What dictates that? Because it can actually divide into anything and some of those cells 
end up turning into the baby. Some of them end up turning into the placenta. There's no rhyme or reason for which one gets chosen, but the body knows that some of it has to be the baby, some of it has to do that. So something has designed that. Mm. <clears throat> so how can, at that molecular level, I say molecular, it's, you know, it's just small. How can you just give that up to like random chance? Like if that were really true, if there was no design, mm. then man, so many pregnancies would fail. Like it's actually unreal right now how many steps can fail. How come they don't fail more? If someone didn't create a system. I want to touch on all of that. <laughs> I, I completely agree on several points. And before we go in, into the weeds on those individual questions, we should come back to foundations. Mm. And which is partially why I asked the question of what is faith? What does it mean to have faith? Mm-hmm. So by certain viewpoints, faith is essentially wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. By other viewpoints, it is a trust or belief based on something. Mm-hmm. So what is that something? So we often say evidence. And I will not say proof. I will never say proof. Because mm-hmm. as Stephen pointed earlier to mathematical proofs, I think mathematics or pure mathematics is the only place you can truly get proof. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, essentially, even with the scientific method, fantastic way of learning or attaining knowledge, it is not a one-to-one correlation. I did this. I, I set up a yeah. hypothesis. I ran the test. Yeah. I have these initial conditions. I have these boundary conditions. I have these variables in which I'm testing against. Mm-hmm. I have the results. Mm-hmm. I have to interpret the results regardless of what it is. I have my own lens, my own worldview, and everything. I need to filter it all through. Mm. Now, if it's a one-to-one as far as, hey, I'm going to measure the temperature outside. I have five different gauges. Let's go see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just that, yes, it's a measurement, but you are still trusting in the materials in the gauge, and you're testing that it's working properly by whoever manufactured it. You are also Mm -hmm. trusting the manufacturer did it correctly, otherwise you wouldn't be doing that. You would also have to trust that you calibrated them correctly. Mm-hmm. So some might read like 73.2, others 74.4, mm-hmm. one's over 80. Okay, something's probably wrong with the gauge because of the other ones. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the others are technically right. Mm-hmm. And some of the minor variations may be because of a sun angle and some other stuff. There could be variables you haven't accounted for. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a relatively simple test. I'm going to take these five thermometers. I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to see what they read after 10 minutes. Mm. There is still something you have to filter through that oftentimes we just assume a priori. We, which is just to say, okay, I have these beliefs. They're true. Mm. I'm just assuming they're true from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That all of this stuff is correct. Yeah. The gauges are correct. Manufacture all, all those little details. Yeah. I accounted for everything. Okay. Yeah. Run the test. Take the data. Tell you what the results are. When it comes to worldviews and foundations, we do the exact same thing. Now, mm. the difference between primarily atheism and theism, because mm. all Christianity later, is you are starting with something a priori, mm. essentially, or you're at least testing it. So, theism, you believe in a, we'll say, higher power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. essentially a creator. Yep. I'll say singular, because otherwise it would be pantheism, panentheism, and some (laughs) other things. So we'll say a single creator that is necessary for everything else. Atheism says 
God does not exist, or at least I do not believe God exists. Mm -hmm. Some people may say as atheists, well, I don't know that God exists. Mm -hmm. So how do we test that? Is it what you say or is it what you do? Or is it what you see? Or what you see. Mm -hmm. Now, oftentimes, atheists or people, even agnostics, who say, I don't know, Mm. will act as if God does not exist. Mm. Meaning, what they said is not the same as how they act. Mm. They have a foundational difference from what they consciously think. I don't know, but I'm open to it. Are you really open to it? If you're open, are you looking? Mm. That's the real question. Okay. This could, get, so, this could get hairy so quick, and we don't have time for it. Oh, I can't wait. Let's go. We're going to split this into two. So we have no, to. we will we'll split it into two, so we, oh. we're not going to get too much into this episode. I heard um, something I... So for oh. you guys listening in, and you guys that are tuning in, we're definitely going to finish up a couple of thoughts here and then wrap it up, and then I want you guys to tune in for part two. Hmm. But, go ahead. So to wrap that, that part up, really, it is to say... What is your faith based on? And we'll, we'll tackle foundations later. But is what you say and what you do the same? Mm-hmm. And I think that's tackled throughout the Bible. Yeah. We have it in James, all throughout James. Yep. Oftentimes it's a man goes to a mirror, looks in it, and when he walks away, immediately forgets. What kind of man he was. What kind of man he was. Mm-hmm. What you say and what you do are not aligned. Mm-hmm. If you believe in God, what does that mean? If you believe in the Bible, what does that mean? Do you believe parts of it and I can put parts of it off to the side? Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's not important for enough for me mm-hmm. to dive into it? And that's why I set it aside. Could it be my faith, where it is at, has a certain level of commitment mm-hmm. or belief to it based on what I know? Which, as soon as you're a Christian, as soon as you make that step, confess with your mouth, and when you believe you have faith, mm-hmm. you are at some base level of, I believe for these reasons. Mm-hmm. There is so much more. At that point, are you really in the, I want to know, because of my initial proclamation of faith? Is it, I did the thing I thought I needed to do? Mm-hmm. On the east, you know. <laughs> I can't add much more to that. There's so many things that we could touch on. Yeah. The one thing that stuck out to me, and obviously, oh man, there's too much. One thing that stuck out to me is just the way, like, Justin, you've handled the word faith, hmm. and that sticks out to me, and how I want to kind of wrap this up is just the concept that faith should be far more robust and nuanced than wishful thinking Mm. Uh, and and what i would say to that is just in the way you started off this podcast saying you know what are we rooted in and i think this we will discuss this in part two but this is definitely what i think is i i'm annoyed that what i read on reddit was wishful thinking Mm -hmm. but i don't blame the person who said wishful thinking because something led to that. Someone's mm-hmm. actions led to that. Mm-hmm. Well, someone's bo- lack of actions. A lack yeah. of actions. So the display of faith really did look like wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm actually very excited to dive into both with both of you next time of this faith that is beyond just wishful thinking. Yeah. One that is far more deadly and active mm-hmm. than something that is tossed into the wind. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that you said that because that's what my mind that's where my mind was heading when you were kinda of explaining everything that you explained so perfectly. All like guys like we're i I'm so thankful first and foremost that Justin's here <laughs> yes. and we finally get to give you guys this episode because it's been a long time coming. But yeah, to kinda of wrap up on, on my end too that's how I look at faith as well. Well, now with all the information that you're giving me, there's two sides to the coin that is faith. There is an active faith and a passive faith. And too many times we see the passivity of the faith play out in, mm-hmm. in reality and in our worlds. And that comes into, in, in the form of wishful thinking mm-hmm. or just, you know, looking at happenstances that just happen, you know, because you don't have any evidence or the lack of ed- evidence. Mm-hmm. And then from a <clears throat> theistic point of view, you have that active faith where, yes, we don't have the evidence, but that's actually the fuel that we're going to need to have even more faith because we know that it is true and we have belief that it is true and we have truth because of our belief, mm-hmm. because of our faith. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we use this anonymously, whereas on the other side of the coin, the passive active faith, they don't tie in t- into anything. So. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in how we're going to take this conversation in the next part. So again, to kind of just wrap up, thank you so much, Justin, for just having this conversation with us. As you guys are listening, if you guys want to continue this conversation with us, definitely tune in and uh, look out for the next episode that's going to be coming out, part two. And um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Do you guys have any last words to say? Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. All right. We'll see you next time, Justin. (laughs) Until next time. All right. See you guys. Peace.